Welcome to MS Podcast. I'm sorry, guys. I'm already laughing and giggling. I cannot help it. Because the guests I have, and I must say, I did not start Sherry's Rodriguez, but the connection we've got, and we do not know each other before. Okay, so just so you know, we are not friends for the past 20 years, but it feels like I know Sherry's for, I don't know, all of my life. Seriously. So... Uh, Sherry's has a business and I approached her because we were, I wanted to talk about the business breakthrough series and what she does, she helps to scale businesses with virtual assistants, uh, and teams outsourcing, which is great business operation management and consulting. She's a speaker as well, an ACE advocate and a founder of We Empower World. She's an amazing person. And when you talk to her, you're going to listen to her. You're going to love her. I absolutely adore her. I cannot help it. Sorry. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing? Hello, darling. My spirit sister. I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I was so excited this morning. I was thinking, oh, my God, I said it last night. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk to today. And I'm like, yes. I know. I was really excited, too. And there, that must be that. Some something we've we've been connected somewhere. Oh yes, in other other lives, other paths. No life. I feel like we just you know uh, we always said there is a group of spirits who come together and we see each other again. And there is people you have said, but I know that person. I know that spirit. It's like we recognize each other. This is awesome. It's like a fest party here. It's like a love fest here. I love it. Love it. Love it. So. How did you get it started? Because you have done so many things and it's amazing to do virtual assistant. How did you get all started with all of this? Because at the beginning, did you come up with that idea or were you working in corporate or what was your journey to get where you are today? Wow, that is a loaded question, but <laughs> I did not start off <laughs> in a any type of journey. I, you know, I was a high school dropout. I, at 15 years old, I was, became a drug addict. By the time I was 16, I was homeless, uh, just really and hopeless. Like I really didn't have any reason for being alive. Like it was just, I had been through a lot of childhood trauma. I had had some major experiences happen in my childhood. And to me, it was like, okay, whatever, you know, whatever happens to me happens to me. Um, and so I talk about how, when I got pregnant at 18 years old, that that was the moment that changed my life. That was the moment that said, you've got to do something different. You've got to change. You've got to change the future. You've got to change, you know, break these cycles and these patterns that have been around. So, you know, I started off in a regular job, but here's the thing is I kept, you know, we talk about this imposter syndrome. Well, I, now I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, I played the imposter all along. Mm -hmm. I was putting myself in places where, I had no business being in, uh, you know, with this idea of, oh yeah, I'm going to be some big shot, you know, corporate person someday. I'm going to get a job and, and at least have this job that pays well. And, and so I decided I was going to work with lawyers and doctors. Like at first, so I worked in the hospital, in the medical records department. From there, I took classes to like paralegal classes. And I got to say, I believe that those, my desire to be an attorney was something I had as a child. 
And I believe it was to advocate for children's rights. You know, I know now, and I'm glad I didn't go that path. And I'm glad that life didn't allow it because I'm able to do so much more with it. So uh, I started working for attorneys and then I just would always look for opportunities. I kept everything open. I didn't think that there was, this is the only place. And so I ended up in hospital and healthcare and working my way up that corporate ladder. So um, I ended up being at the highest position I could be without a degree. I mean, I faked, I kind of lied and said I had an associate's degree. So mm-hmm. now the truth is coming out, but <laughs> well, you know, we do what we can do because otherwise if they don't see it, they will never hire. And that's the sad part is you got the brain and yes. no, they want the diploma. And I'm like, really? I said, there is a people who don't have a diploma. I dropped out our geniuses, very bright people that were rather hired and people who has a diploma and have no clue what they're doing. Right. Yeah. So, so while okay. working corporate world, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I, I am so okay with it now. I, you know, carried that shame for a long time because yep. I was amongst, you know, highly educated yep. people, doctors and attorneys. And it's like, oh my God, I'm the only one without a high school. I don't even have, you know, I don't even have a high school diploma, <laughs> let alone a college degree. But why did I, like, I, I could be an actor. I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So anyway, yeah, I was, I, but here's one thing is that many of us have that entrepreneur spirit early on and we don't realize it. So when I say, oh, I was doing some side catering for someone and I was doing some side hustle here and I was doing graphics and, you know, just doing stuff for people. I didn't realize that was that entrepreneur hustle until Mm -hmm. I needed it. So my kids got older, they were in baseball, they were, they were in travel baseball. And I did not have that freedom to be able to go to all their practices, be at all their games. And that's when I knew it's time to make a bold move and start your own business. And everyone thought I was nuts. (laughs) Everyone, my boss, he's like, are you kidding me? Like you have a great career opportunity here. We'll help you go to school, all this stuff. And I was like, that's not what I want. I want to have that freedom even though it doesn't necessarily come with all freedom, right? (laughs) Being an entrepreneur, it's probably the opposite, but I get to choose the times and I get to, you know, I get to make those choices instead of working for someone. So that's what pushed me into leaping was that need to be able to be present in my kids' lives. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's, that was one of the most, I think, you know, especially when you have children, it's like, oh my God, am I crazy or not? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was crazy too. Well, I already knew I was crazy. So I think I was okay with that then. <laughs> well, you know, but it felt so, I don't know for you, but when you make that decision, you did not feel like, yeah, this is exactly what I need to do. I feel just right there. I, it is the path for me. Right. So the strategist in me and the planner in me that now is like totally on steroids. And that's what I coach and teach and help people. I had a plan, even though I didn't, it wasn't a solid plan. But I, I had this plan to taper my hours down over a six-month period at the hospital mm-hmm. while I was ramping up. And so before I even left, I had already hired someone to do some of the workload that I had. So from day one, everyone, I was already delegating and hiring and having people um, do things with me, for me, whatever, so that I could take that leap. So I, you know, I, sometimes I look at people and I say, there's no excuse. Like you can make it happen. You can use a little bit of your salary. I was a single mom with two kids. I was mm-hmm. barely making ends meet, but I just found places that I could shave off some expenses. What could I shave off? You know, nowadays you shave off that Starbucks, you have a VA for 
a month. I mean, it's really, yeah. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but you have yeah. a few hours at least a month. So anyway, yeah. so that's how that started. And I, because I was in healthcare and um, I was director, well, that's another, that's another story, another day, but I was in charge of all like the physicians and anything that yeah. happened with the physician, the education, the, um, cr- the credentialing, although somebody else did that. Uh, but all the doctors, like I, I would, I guess you would call it like the, um, in between person, yeah, between medical, it's medical staff services, the in between, between the CEO, between the board, um, and then all the departments. So doctors came to me for everything and I had to fix or address things. And so I, they ended up coming to me with all their, like their office issues. And so I was like, I, I just solved, I was a problem solver from day yes. one, you know? Yeah. And so that's when I thought, you know what? I could do like the, their biggest issue is their money. So I started doing billing for the anesthesiology department there. I knew nothing about it. I, I just studied it. I knew nothing. The anesthesiologist yeah. knew some things, taught me a little bit. Next thing you know, I had increased their revenue because they were, it was just crazy. So then came the radiology department. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Like I could do this. And then that's how it all started evolving. So took some things I knew how to do and started to build a business on it. Well, that's, you know, it's really thinking outside of the box, take the opportunity and go for it. And the the most interesting part of it is people were coming to you. So you weren't even chasing after them. They were coming automatically to you. It's like, okay, she's a problem. We're going to talk to Sherry. No, we got a problem. We know who we're going to talk to. That's awesome. But the idea of virtual assistant, how did it come along? Because, you know, not everybody think about virtual at all. Yeah. So as I was growing my business, I had about 20 employees in the U.S. And we were doing medical billing, consulting. I started doing legal uh, stuff for attorneys, too. And so they were outsourcing. If you think about it, they were outsourcing mm-hmm. pieces of their business. Yep. So the collections, the billing, the that. So that's that's the beginning stages of my understanding of outsourcing. It wasn't just a service I was providing. They were literally handing me over an entire department to run. Yep. So that's that's the outsourcing part. And I had I was also doing so, um, some stuff with software in the healthcare field. And I had a client that I was doing an implementation, and he was a billing service too. And so I was training them on the software. But they had like a skeleton crew and they were, they had way more clients than me. And I was like, what is going on here? And they're making, I saw their numbers, right? Cause I'm in their yeah. software. Yeah. They're making, they're making great money, less people, so many, their billing service. So I could, I could understand it. And then I found out that they were used, they had a team in the Philippines and I went, ah, oh, that's a trick. Very yeah. interesting. So right away, the limiting belief came in to say, yeah, but you're not a big company. That's only for big companies. You know, in, in, in 2000, what was it? 2000, 2000. So 1999 to 2000, people weren't using virtual assistants. People weren't outsourcing. You'd only hear the big AT&T companies or, you know, big. And the then I just had to company, shift. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I had to shift that. I said, nope, mm-hmm. if it's for them, it's for me. So there I go again, yeah. you know, doing the impossible. Yeah. So I started with a few VAs working from home. Mm-hmm. It evolved into having a team of 12 at one point. And yeah. in 2000, I was able to go to the Philippines and work with the team. And from there, I knew that to be more efficient, it would have been better to start an actual office there. So 
five years later, in 2005, I was able to open our first office in the Philippines. So that, that was really excited, exciting. And my business stayed for so many years in just being that outsourcing. So big companies, outsourced department, I put a team together. And But what happened was I wasn't happy with that. Like it, it reached a stage and I was so overwhelmed. I reached burnout. You know, I got tired of working with, and I love my doctors and attorneys, but I just got tired of the high pressure all the time that I finally just bursted. And I had a nervous breakdown at one point. And um, I just, I was like, once I pulled myself out of that, and that's a whole other story, I really started thinking about like, what could I do? And then COVID hits or COVID yeah. hits around that same time. Mm-hmm. And so, and everybody had to go virtual and it was like, oh, are you kidding me? I've been doing that for years. This is easy. <laughs> yes. Why don't I just convert and pill- yeah. we make up a brand? We staff virtual instead of, you know, centrist outsourcing. And yeah. here you go. We start providing virtual assistance. And so it was a different, it was a, it was a difficult shift because I was used to businesses already having processes down, having, or, or they're hiring me to put the process down and then implement the team, not working with one-on-one entrepreneurs, but it was, it's been a big uh, learning curve, mm-hmm. but it's been incredible. Like to be able to, you know, help someone again, who doesn't really maybe think that they need virtual assistance or, you know, get them through that. It's just been so much fun. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. I love the fact that you you're able to think very quick on your feet and shift when it needs to be shifted. And I think that's the hardest part when you're an entrepreneur to, you know, sometimes we have so much of an idea than how we want to run the company, but we have to look at our outer conditions where we are in the world. This is impacting us. This is impacting our businesses. And we have to learn to go with the flow to adapt. And that's, I think, is the hardest part for people to do that. But it seems like you just went quickly you know, thought about it and being, being able to, okay, we're going to go that direction and we're going to do this and we're going to do that, but just navigating. I like the fact that you talked, uh, yeah, go ahead. I think that a lot of it has to do with so many of entrepreneurs are stuck in the middle of the business. So when you're in the middle of the storm, you can't see, you can't see the options, but when you're actually on the outside and you have teams and you have systems in place, you have so much more of an opportunity to go, oh yeah, I see these other opportunities. And I believe that's the difference. That's wonderful. That is great. I like that uh, you were uh, very candid and honest to talk about, you know, being burned out because when you run business and a lot of people don't understand, it's not like you go to the office nine to five or you're in jammies and you're in office at home and nine to five. It's 24 seven. It doesn't Mm -hmm. stop at all. And the self-care is essential. And we talked about, I talked about self-care, but you have to learn to put yourself first. And I know how draining it is because you're on your company, I run mine. And it's like, there is this, it's like, good Lord, give me just a month vacation here because I need a break. Right. And I've heard of very powerful, effective entrepreneurs that that is a mandatory that they take a month off. Like you don't see that a lot, but I've met people. So that is what I aspire to be able to be in that space where I can go shut off for a month. Haven't done that yet, but I will. (laughs) By next year, I am having a month off. (laughs) (laughs) I think I will do too, because I have not, I have, to, I have learned to take some break and I started to do it last year and I didn't have the time to do it. I, the last one I did was in January. So every couple of months, take about three to four days and just even with the laptop, bring the laptop with, cause you always need it, but a change of scenery. And it makes such a huge difference. I me. do that. I go, I go to Mexico, I go different places like 
I'm taking off for this weekend. I'm going to go up to like a cabin. <laughs> you know, you're saying you have a cabin, <laughs> but you know, I'm planning already my three and I usually take off for a month at a time. I like to do the three weeks to a month at a time. And yes, yeah. I'm working. So I haven't, I haven't shifted to the whole month of not working. That gives me anxiety to think about right now, but <laughs> Well, you know, because but, it's kind of scary, you know, you don't have your hands on, it's your baby, and then you have to let it go, and you're like, oh, oh I'm, I'm going to come back, what's going to happen? But yeah. it's nice to have learned to take some breaks, because I did not, I was just go, 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 do what you got to do, and nonstop, 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 you deplete your batteries, you are just tired and exhausted, so you yeah. have unfortunately experienced this full um grow on you and it's like holy moly so it it may really make you think do i want to continue do i want to step backwards and just said no i'm done i'm i'm over with this i don't want to do it anymore but yeah in that time where you burn yourself out and you were so tired uh did you ever felt that you would go back up or what did you need it or what helped you to overcome that who well there was a lot that was happening that triggered me. Uh, not only the burnout, the, I mean, the stress, but there was um, a partnership I had got involved with that was just like the worst thing that could happen. But I see it as a gift now. You know, we have to look at those things as, yep. as different gifts and lessons in life. Um, I also had built an orphanage in the Philippines. And in that, dealing with a lot of the kids and the different things that they were dealing with were triggering my own childhood traumas that had been buried down for so long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the one thing I did learn, I, I went on a, I went on a mission to find out like, what is wrong with me? Why, why is this happening to me? I mean, I was, I, I can't even, I can't even explain how that felt to have a complete nervous breakdown. I thought my son was going to have to put me in a psych ward. Like it was, I w it was so scary to not have control of yourself. And that was my body's way of like, you know, stop it. We need to shut down for a minute. Yeah. But in that time, I didn't see hope. I didn't see it. Like I actually felt like a burden on my family. I felt like a burden. I felt like I disappointed my employees because the business started to tank because of my mental health too, and not being able to be present. And I, I just, with all of that, and um, having that, that, that spark of hope, I ended up finding out about ACEs, which is, um, is a lot of people read it as ACES, but it's ACEs, which stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And um, there's a TED Talk on it that just, who, and I, I just, I understood now how trauma shows up in our lives, in our mm -hmm. businesses, in our relationships, in our families. And I understood that it wasn't my fault. Because when, when as children, we're exposed to high levels of um, toxic stress or yes. trauma, it changes our DNA. It changes our neurological system. It changes the way our brain interprets and responds. You are in yep. fight or flight so often yes. that eventually that shuts down the system. And so that sparked a hope to know like, oh my God, I understand this. That awareness gave me the hope. And so I embarked on a healing journey. I went to Bali for three weeks and just did this whole, I mean, everything you could think of. And so I was checked out of my business in a sense, still checking in, but definitely. And from there, I just knew that I had to have my toolkit because I realized like this could happen. This is like life isn't just going to be always so easy. Something's going to trigger yeah. me. And yeah. so being able to put those things in place, I know, I know now 
when I start to get those little signs, okay, it's time to take a little break. It's time yeah. to go do something. It's time to enjoy life. It's time to give back. It's time to meditate, breathe, exercise, you know, all these things. So that was, that was the thing. And in that journey, boy, did I find so much more, <laughs> so many more answers, so much more inspiration. And, um, you know, so, yeah. our bodies always tell us something. And in order, if we don't listen, it stops with a little tap. It's like the universe mm -hmm. tapping us a little bit. And it will increase until to the point. And like you said, you burn yourself out. You're just, you cannot do anything. You, you're becoming something different. You're like, I don't understand why this is happening to me. But it's a good thing because in one way, like you said, there is a positive side of it. It's because you had, and a lot of people, and I do the same thing too, have to recognize when the time is up, you need to step back and go and replenish yourself. Even if the world is crazy around us, it takes the time. And that's wonderful that you have learned this uh, mm -hmm. and recognize and use those tools um, for you. That to me is that's and I'm sharing do. those tools. Yeah. And, yeah. and then the bigger part is the victories are when you see it coming even before it's coming. So that preventative. Yes. And yes. now I'm like, oh, yeah, nope, I'm not feeling as happy or I'm not feeling as joyous. Yeah. I'm going to go take my little, I'm going to go do something. Yeah. And so that's how we can how not even get there to take to have to use the toolkit, right? You get to the point exactly. where the toolkit is part of your daily rhythm. And that's exactly. the important part. And that's, that is so wonderful. So is it the reason you created the Academy for, uh, because you're helping actually women entrepreneurs, but yes. you created that uh, Thrive the Life and Business Academy, we empower enterprise. Uh, is that the reason you, or did that inspire yeah. you to do it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So when I was in the Philippines, uh, I, I, I have a social, I, I say I have a social impact enterprise. I'm a social entrepreneur because mm -hmm. everything I do with my business, I use it to help push social issues, to make an impact, to make a difference. Uh, so when I was, when I went back after this whole experience, um, of course, God, the universe brought me another sign. And when it, there was a mother who was dropping off her child and she was devastated. Actually, she was a grandmother. But she, I mean, I sat there and listened because I was like, why? Why? You know, she, the girl was like 12 or 13 years old. And she's like, I don't have the means to take care of her. We live in the, you know, we live under cardboards. Um, and I'm in a neighborhood where they're all doing drugs and the men are starting to look at her. And I'm afraid for her life and all this kind of stuff. And there was this instant message of, oh, my gosh. I mean, this is why women mm -hmm. potentially abandon their children. It isn't from a need of like, I just yeah. don't want to have this kid yeah. around. It comes from a, she felt that she would be safer, better there. Somewhere and else, so I yeah. started to think, and what do we do to help empower women so that they can be better mothers, so that they can have the tools and the resources. And because I am such an entrepreneur, that's the, the people I wanted to work with, the women that have that entrepreneur spirit, even if you don't even know you have it. And I started to think, okay, well, that's my next project. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Mexico, opened up a shelter, opened up a crisis center. I was going to do all this stuff for women to help mm -hmm. them. We were, we had a program where there was like a micro loan and they were, they had to go through this training and then they can get a loan. But boy, did that just fail on me? Totally failed because I didn't have all the tools, the resources. I didn't have everything together. And it was also really bringing me down because of the 
I was doing it with extremely poor people, right? So the mentality mm-hmm. and in that, again, the universe sent me a message, my, my beautiful God told like, you're doing it all wrong. Cause I, that that's part of my burnout when all that happens. Yes. And I realized at that moment that if I started impacting women entrepreneurs that are ready, that, you know, want to make a change, want to have an impact, those mm-hmm. type of people that are doing it for the impact, then together we could create this global community that ha- that that wants to do big impact projects around the world and if i empower them and help them with the tools and resources that i've built up all my life with mental health self care business yep. operations like all of that imagine the women like holy crap we'd have an army of women ready to go build another orphanage or go build that or go that and so that's where the we empower world came together and so we started it by putting together, um, right now it's, it's, so we have circle leaders and the circle mm-hmm. leaders pay membership. And then we're helping them build their businesses in our mastermind. We're helping them build community, helping them, you know, uh, do courses, um, do events, all that kind of stuff. And they're bringing people into the community, the people they serve. So it ends up being like a little micro type or macro, whichever, where it's, it's the leaders leading it, but we're bringing in all, like, if you serve a certain type of customer, eventually they'll be one of those leaders we hope. And so that's, that's what the goal is, is to just help build up women in business. So they have everything they need. Yeah. So it's, it's it's been incredible. It it is incredible. And I found it wonderful because it's really empowering. I was reading some stuff on them. But there's a couple of posts. One of them, I, I must say, I responded to that. I didn't assign any hatred for what I responded, but that's fine. Uh, that was about women. And I don't know if you saw it on LinkedIn, but uh, I don't know why lately some of the women who are putting their pictures out there of, you know, cleavage and stuff. I'm like, this is LinkedIn. So that's probably not the best place to do that. And don't complain about people responding to you in an unprofessional way too. So I made a comment on this one, but... I like the fact that um, we don't see as much um, really um, empowering amongst women. We see more division for unknown reason. And for me, it's like, what do we, we're not, you know, we're not here to compete. We're here to work together and expand and do something that can create something wonderful, connection and everything else. I feel that, I don't know why, the mentality or maybe our brain is set in a way that compared to men, men can work easily together, but female, we have a hard time for some unknown reason. It's like, I'm a type A, so I'm the go-getter. I'm like this. I said, you know, your personal things is out of the door and you pick it up at the door, but it's all about the business. And maybe because it's a nurturing side. So I love the fact that you created something that brings women together. Right. And learn to work together because I right. think it's the key. We should support uh, each other more than ever, but I don't see it happening. And I, by the way, I will claim I am not a feminist, by the way. So right. don't, don't tag me on this one either as a feminist because I am not. Right. But yeah. I would love to see more, um, you know, like you're doing, you're bringing uh, female, women, entrepreneurs together to work together. And for me, I would like to see more of this happening. I, I, the world needs more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that this stems from quite a, a lot of different things. For one, men have, I mean, w- women have always been the secretaries, the assistants, yes. the, 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 
the core, the whole yeah. thing behind a, a, a man, usually in a business. I mean, I started off as a legal secretary, as a receptionist. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing, right? Is that the men have always had the highlight. They've always, you know, they were embedded with that confidence that they are the ones that could do everything. And then the women have kind of been the ones where, okay, we'll just, we'll keep everything together. Our job is to keep things together. Our job is, but keeping it together is, I mean, a man could, most men could not do all, I mean, it takes partnership, right? But the other thing is, I, I believe because we as women, and it's changing now that I love, I'm seeing the change all around is we are not only competing against men in terms to get a seat at that table, but then it's like, we're, we're it's embedded in us how hard we have to like get in there yes. to, to get a seat and to be seen and to be heard mm -hmm. at when, when other women are coming, I was like, no, there's only one seat and I want that seat. And so that's, <laughs> yes. you know. I know so I saw it and it's like, no, there is yeah. seat for everybody. So I don't there, believe a, there is. Exactly. It's, and it, I think, yeah, go ahead. No, if we change the mentality of that, that there is business for everyone. Like yes. there is an abundance of business out there that if we work together, we can actually help each other even get more business because we all have something unique and we have to let go of, I think there's a lot of things where we, women, we judge ourselves a lot too. So, oh, my client left me and went with her because I must, you know, like we start judging all these things or being, she does this mm -hmm. and she's no good. Why did she get her? And yeah. so if we can come out of that and just understand that, okay, she's going to better meet her needs at this moment. Maybe exactly. I met her needs at this time or his needs or whatever, and know that something else is coming your way. I mean, then just life becomes just beautiful. <laughs> exactly. Because I think people don't understand. You have to empty the room before you can refill it. If you're if the room is full already of furniture, you cannot add more than what you can in that room. And in order, and I'm taking that and using that example so people can understand if a client's walk away, that's mean you did what you could do with that client. And that's fine because there is, there's other clients coming in and they need your help. So you need to leave the room. That person has to go to somebody else's because they are shifting in the way they are doing their things. It's different to where they were with you. That's all. So, right. you know, losing a client is not the end of the world. It's opening the door for others to be able to be part of, you know, you be part of their journey. Right. This is how I and see it. I do too. And I, I, I one of the things I've learned even uh, stronger now and, and we hear about it all the time, but we don't take it serious is knowing who your ideal client is. So, you know, yeah. if let's say your ideal client is helping someone get to their first $10,000. Well, yeah. that's your, that's your, that's your juice. That's your genius. That's where you are. So what happens when they're making 15,000? Like they need somebody who wants to get them to a hundred thousand. Yeah. So that's where I'm thinking, like, if we know we will not be discouraged as a matter of fact, we will be the ones to say, you know what, I'm ready for you to, you should go check out my, what somebody else in our, in our circle, because she helps, she can help you get to that level. I guarantee you that person's going to refer more starters to that, you know, more people in that 10,000 because, because of the gift yes. you gave them of referral. Absolutely. And that's why we need to understand this is not a competition. We're working together. So when you learn to work together, then you can create the miracles that will be happening. And again, people will be coming. You pass it on. I refer people when I, I'm like, no, I'm not dealing with this. I don't do this. So I refer to others. I say, I have no issue with that because 
that's not part of my willpower or I don't want to do it. I'm like, no, I don't. I used to. I don't care. I have somebody else who can do it. So I don't want to do it. So it makes it easier, actually. Right. Way much easier. More fun. Too. Way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm. You know, I didn't have a lot of fun in my early business life. <laughs> I, I mean, I had my fun in my personal, but like, yeah, it, it was like, I'm having fun now. Like I'm enjoying this now. And of course probably comes with age and experience. And now it's like easier to do things because you've been doing this for so long, but yeah. I could still be in healthcare and legal and not have taken that leap just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'd be miserable. I remember being miserable. It wasn't for me anymore. Not to say yes. it wasn't for me then. Well, no, but you're outgrown and it was time for you to move on to something else that you really enjoy to do it. That's why it's like you're not limiting yourself and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That's it. This is where I am. No, you're expanding, you're growing, you're changing, you're transforming yourself. And we all do that every day. We are a story in motion. And that story keeps on getting, uh, getting even better and better. And you look back and you're like, wow, I've done a lot of this and some more. I'm like, that's amazing. Right. Right. To me, it's amazing. So it's amazing that you created this. So what was the idea? When did you decide to create actually this, um, this organization, this uh, We Empower Enterprise uh, and We Empower World? When did you right. start that? And what was the, uh, what was the trigger for you to, to really say, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I'm, this right. is a way to give back actually. Right. Well, I, I, for most of my, my adult life, I found a way to bring like impact and giving back, even when I had a job, like even when it wasn't, and even as a single parent, and I'll give you a quick example, my kids, which say their teeth, their um, like shirts, and they tell all their friends and all their friends when they were going to throw their shirts away, they gave it to me. And when we had a couple of boxes, we'd go down the skid row in LA and we'd give them out to the homeless. So it was always something like I was always driven with impact. And in 2019, when I did have that, um, that nervous breakdown, and after I'd gone, done my travels and my healing and came back, uh, I was in Mexico. And it's the end of 2019 that that thought was like, you know what, I want, I want to spend my life empowering people. I've always known I wanted to do it, but I don't like... I, I, it's in my corporate life. It's not, it's not really happening. I mean, I'm not empowering them. I'm just helping them make a whole lot more money. They already are, you know, doctors and yeah. lawyers, most of them are already in the few millions. I'm just helping them get more. And so yeah. it just didn't, you know, so anyway, I, um, I, I, I filed the paperwork in 2019 and did nothing with it and still continued the madness. And then COVID happened. Right. And I lost like, lost all my clients because I was working. I had just started shifting to work with entrepreneurs instead of just doctors. I was slowly letting go of the doctors and I, I kind of just saw it all happen. It was like, okay, I'm done. Like, this is the sign I needed yep. to just push out my last healthcare client. And it took me a little while. So I, I spent a couple months doing some um, philanthropy and some stuff in Mexico, like I said, doing that shelter and doing that, those things. And then it hit me that I could, um, I could use my business to empower women and focus just on women. All for all of my career, the majority of my clients were always men. So I also got a very clear understanding of how men thought and did yep. business. And so very mm -hmm. often you'll hear me say, like, men don't think that way. Like, we need to cut yep. that crap out because they, yep. they would not sit here and be arguing about something <laughs> so stupid. <you know? laughs> 
I know. Isn't that awesome? awesome? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. But as I, and then I got introduced to Clubhouse and I put the We Empower Club originally. And I was on there and we started building a big club and then it pivoted to like, oh, wow. In June, we put together a website for We Empower Club, which was under the umbrella We Empower Enterprises. Mm -hmm. And we ended up doing a big summit. I had some, an advisor board that wanted to get involved with the nonprofit. So I started, like, I started feeling this, like, wow, people do care about doing this, right? I'm finding my, my tribe, my community. I never had that before where I was surrounded by uh, women, mainly women, but also men that wanted to create impact. And um, so we were sitting in a meeting four of us, five of us, and talking about what we're going to launch. And somehow this whole thing about like, gosh, we're really going to make an impact on the world. And I was like, we empower world. Doesn't that sound really nice? And I realized that that would be the umbrella to not only the business side, but to the philanthropy and the nonprofit and the giving back. And so for the first time in my life, I felt like those two those multiple boxes I put myself in, Sharesh the philanthropist, Sharesh the mother, Sharesh the business owner. I finally found a place like, no, it's the world. We're all impacting the world and negatively or positively in our actions Mm -hmm. and in the things we do. And so this gave me that freedom. I don't know. It gave me that platform, that freedom to just show up as me in whatever aspect it was and, and still be able to do what I love to do. But now invite other women in to join and men there are men we're just the impact is more you know helping the women I just it's my jam now it's kind of fun too because I've always worked with men so I'm shifting (laughs) I I love the fact that you were able to from those different bars you had to really sing them together in one big one and finally realize this is all I am whole I I finally got everything together and it Mm -hmm. is this is what it's supposed to be. But that's an amazing journey. You have an incredible path. It's unbelievable. And it's so helpful to know that, you know, and it's not to um, put ourselves and just say, oh, we're going to do this for a woman. We're going to do this for only for women. But there is a reason because, you know, the like you said, the business is a business man. The world of business is the domination is male or has been and it's shifting, but for a woman, we need the support and under understanding, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you feel all alone because you're surrounded by male in this world. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have the support. It's nice to be able to have somebody who has the resources and the inspiration. And to me, it's fantastic what you're doing. And this is why I'm like, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. And it helps all of the generation. It's not only us, but it's going to help the younger generation. And it's really opening the doors for female to really go for, for being an entrepreneur, create. We're all creative beings. Take all of it, us. dream it, claim it, and just do it. That's what I would say. Go I it. believe that every woman should have something that's theirs. Even if you're working in corporate, I just, I believe. and and it's But I believe we all have that ability to create that, residual income or that extra or, or that business. Like I believe it's in us all, in all women. Uh, but I do want to comment on what you were saying about um, the children and all of that, because at the core of all this, you know, the, the, what, what really sparked that is coming from having built that orphanage and being with those kids, 
I want, like, I, I just, I adore working with kids. That's, I want to, you know, empower the youth at some point and really do programs like that. But I got to experience that because we had a, um, an abundance mastermind. And right now we have a make it happen mastermind. So we've got a couple of those type of things happening in our, we empower world. And one of the moms, her kids were, you know, she's on the call and then she's apologizing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this, we are women, we have children, yeah. like bring the kids on the screen. Let's talk to them. <laughs> and so they did, and they got to participate. And some, Good. you know, some things were, you know, she didn't have them there, but they would sit in the back end. And she, I mean, I have testimony on, she would say that every day, when is the next mastermind? Oh my God. They were so excited. They started putting together plans and books they wanted to write. And they saw the shift in their mother. Mm -hmm. And that then exactly, I got the evidence I needed that I was on the right path because there she was empowering now her children now. And I think their books are going to come out either at the end of this year or or next year. It's like, it's so incredible. So we, right. As a holistic, we have to also empower the women and let, and like, we come with children. <laughs> most of us, exactly. not all, not most. Some of us come with children. Come yeah, with I nieces. don't. Come with my <laughs> children are my pets. <laughs> I didn't show up the children. Mine are four leggings. <laughs> but you know what? When they see parents, especially mother, they're, you know, it's, first of all, we, even though I did not, but we are bearing the children's for nine months. But not only this, but the children always look uh, towards their parents and their moms. So it's nice to see and being able to inspire them. If you have something on the side, because you know you you made so, you made a very good point. Uh, when I was in corporate working nonstop, I never had something on the side to have fun. When I started to do my blogs and do things and that, like that, I loved it. I really embraced it because it really um, helped me to go into a creative mode. I loved it. That really made me whole and balanced. And a lot of people uh, don't realize that until they're doing it. Also, children picked up from their outer conditions and having somebody who they see transforming their lives will inspire them to let their creativity out because children, we all have creativity. We're all creative beings, but we're shutting it off. And instead of shutting it off, we should open it up for the children. And uh, that's for me, that's what it should be. Yeah. So I have this um, analogy or this thought that I think about most often is as children, when we're babies, they think, you know, we thought we're so incredible. We're funny. We make a face and everybody's laughing and we just have all this. And as we get to the stage of talking, we're told, Oh, shut up. You talk too much. Ah, you think too much. Stop, stop. Why are you talking to a doll? It doesn't exist. Like all of a sudden, all that creativity gets shut down little yeah. by little by little as yeah. we get older. We're told, ah, no, you're not, you know, don't be stupid. I remember my dad saying, don't be stupid. Our kind doesn't, we don't go to college. And so those things get embedded in our, in the brain. Yeah. And so as we open up our creativity and I got to say, I didn't think I was going to have what it would take to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. Not when I was in corporate world. I never thought I was going to have my own business, but I, those, I believe those side hustles and those different yeah. things, selling yeah. things at the fair, you know, yeah. all those things, like you said, it created that, that excitement, like, oh, yeah. I sold something or, oh, I just made a couple hundred dollars. This is so exciting. And so that's why I say, I believe every woman should do that because it will also open up 
you know, that abundance of opportunity that maybe they're not seeing when they're, yes. they're just in a corporate world. But if not, like you said, it'll impact your children. Maybe your Absolutely. children will end up sparking those ideas. Exactly. And that's what makes a huge difference. Maybe you're not ready to start up your business, but at least if the children see you do creative things, they will pick it up on and give them that leadership and that creativity said, hey, maybe at the age of 12, 13 or 14, I'm going to do a baking cookie. I'm going to sell the cookies. I'm going to do this and that. It's just the beginning. So for me, giving the opportunity for a child to continue to be creative is the key. And that's wonderful because that's what we need. We need leaders. And those leaders right. are the kids as well. It's not only us, but the kids. And that's their future. They will be happier if they become creative and leaders in their own rights than follow uh, whatever they've been told they should be or expected to do. I will say. Well, even and right now, my I have a 29-year-old, 27-year-old. And my 27-year-old travels all over the world working online. Like he came to work for me a little while. He learned all these tools. He uses all these things. And now, you know, he's got a business of uh, like marketing type business online and he's all over the place. And I love it. Like, I am so proud of him that he yeah. has used that. He learned that. I mean, if yeah. I just stayed in my corporate world, he might've been programmed to go in and have a corporate job. And instead you know, he's, he's over in the Philippines right now and he gets to go visit the kids and you know, he's going to visit the kids in the orphanage. So it's just like, nice. we, he's been doing that on his own. And so that's why yeah. I say we, yeah. even though we're business leaders and entrepreneurs and we're busy, mm -hmm. there is that extra time to, to be intentional with what yeah. we're doing with our business, because people are watching little guys and big guys and little girls and big girls. I love it. So now the question I have to ask for you, because we are closing, we are at the end of our uh, show and it's only number one. We're going to, you're going to come back for more episodes. I can, I can say that to the audience. So don't, don't feel sad. She's coming back. Don't worry. How and where people can get a hold of you? Where can we find you? And can you give us a um, website address and email if you want to give us your email address or how can they connect with you? Sure. So my main page, which is almost just like a landing page of everything I'm doing, is weempowerenterprises.com. Mm -hmm. If you want to join uh, our community and the nonprofit stuff we're doing, but even just come in a, a, in our community, uh, you can go to weempower.world. That's the community hub where you can log in, make an account, come in. It's like a, a, a social impact type of Facebook in a very smaller yeah. and just our own little mini community. Um, and then you can visit weempowerworld.org and that'll explain all the things that we're going, that's going on in that hub. Uh, and so, and then email, you can email me at Sheres, which is S-H-E-R-I-S-T at weempower.co. And I'm all over. I have a very unique name, so I'm all over social. You just type in, you just type in S H E R I S T, and I'm I'm easily found. So that's awesome. no excuse if you want to connect with me. No, and I love it. Now, uh, if they wanted to donate for um, the orphanage, uh, how is it on your landing page as well? Yes, you'll you'll see We Empower Aces at the bottom. Yeah. Um, okay. Or you can go to weempoweraces.org. I have a lot of different sites because, you know, we have to be specific for, yes. for the things we're doing. Yes. And so there's plenty of ways to donate. You could see the bigger mission, which is to put more centers around the world. Uh, and right now we empower my, my, my nonprofit 
efforts are funding what we're doing with the women's hub. So I, if anyone wants to donate and be a part of that, um, of you know, empowering women, which will impact children's lives ultimately, I'd love you to join us. Oh, absolutely. And I will encourage um, everybody to do that, uh, male or female, by the way, we do not make a difference. But uh, <laughs> she's like, no, we don't. No, we don't. But it was a pleasure speaking with you. Do you have any uh, word you would like to share with people before we close the show? Just, you know, keep work on that self-care. Take the time you need be creative, think outside the box. Like there's so many opportunities out there. We get sometimes stuck in this mindset of I've yep. got to do this. I have to do this. No, there's so many opportunities out there. They're just waiting for you. You just have to be open to them. So, and, and do the work. Like it's no joke. People talk about, you know, oh, they've got all these people in different countries saying they're snapping pictures now on social media. There's so much work behind the scenes. So don't, don't get illusioned by that. <laughs> Do Thank the work, you. make it happen. Exactly. That's, that's a good point because I think, and I'm sorry to target the younger generation, but they don't realize how much work it takes to run your own business, to do something up to the ground, to the ground up. Now, when you come to a certain level where you get people doing things for you, that's great. But at the beginning, you do it on your own. And a lot of people do it on their own or they ask a member of the family, a cousin, a friend, a neighbor to start to help. But you got to do a lot on your own as well. It doesn't happen by magic overnight. It's 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 something that that's the, the reason I'm doing that series as well to you know, highlight what's happening behind the scenes and what got you excited, but also realizing it takes work, dedication, and faith uh, and believing yourself in what you're doing. And that's beautiful what you said today. I'm so happy I have you today. It's just an honor. And as I said, we're, it's episode number one. And like uh, Jessica and others, I'm going to invite again because there is more to say. Right. Definitely. So thank, thank you, you so, so much for much. having me. Yes, it was a pleasure. Bye now. Bye.